And I'm really glad we don't need to do cold opens. This one's not great. I, I, yeah, this is not a cold open. Yeah, we're just... We yeah, just I know. haven't started yet. Uh, yeah, we just have a... But sometimes we have a conversation, and it's funny, and I put it in mm. to be a cold open. Well, that's fine. And this, but this, not everything has to be a cold open. Yeah, it's almost like I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I said it. <laughs> Remember that thing we said about you haven't had the last word? Yes. <laughs> Good. Good. Just want to make sure you remember. I don't know what you expected from him, Jack. This. Do it. I know you want to. Just press press the button. <laughs> press the red button. Not everything has to be a cold open. Welcome to HQ Movie Review. Oh my gosh, you took it from him. Who are you? <laughs> you didn't even do it right. Okay. I'm Brandon. All right. I'm Josh. Oh my gosh. I'm Jack. I'm Heather. Welcome I'm to upset HQ. because now we have to include the stupid conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this can be the cold open. <laughs> And this week we watched Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Oh my gosh, this we, is so scuffed. Let's let's just do a take from the beginning and Jack Brandon, can decide what he wants to do. You it. You scuffed it so bad. Josh, do the normal intro. No, you don't have, oh you don't have to Was that sound to see rewinding? Is that what that was? Yes. <laughs> Great. Hello and welcome to the HQ Movie Review Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Jack. I'm Brandon. And I'm Heather. And this week we watched Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yeah. Yep. Good movie. <laughs> It was a it was good, good movie. Yeah, I liked it. It was very classic Scooby-Doo. Yeah. I expected nothing less. So, actually, this movie marks the end of the classic Scooby-Doo era, sort of. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So, this is part of, like, those, you know those four direct-to-DVD movies? Mm -hmm. Zombie Island, The Witch's Ghost, Cyber Chase, and Alien Invaders. Oh, I love Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase is good. Yeah. They're all, Alien Invaders is also pretty good. Yeah, they're all, like, classic movies. I have not seen any of them except for this one. This was your first time watching this one. You don't get to talk. <laughs> I mean, no, that's an important point for the podcast. <laughs> well, that's it. Brandon's out. He doesn't get to talk. Uh, uh, but uh, how are we going to do the game show now? Oh, no. We don't. That's the good part. <laughs> so antagonistic. Anyway. My job. Uh, these four movies were supposed to be not a conclusion, but a breaking point in between the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You cartoon, and the next cartoon, which is What's New Scooby-Doo. And so, first off, these four movies... Brandon, I'm sorry to spoil it for you. These four movies are all movies where the monster is real. Okay. <laughs> Two, 
the first three movies, Zombie Island, Witches, Ghosts, and Cyberchase, were the last traditionally animated Scooby-Doo-like features. Cyberchase was the first digitally animated one, and since then, they've all been digitally animated. Hmm, interesting. So this, this one was classically, then? Yes. This was the first one that came out in 1998. Ah. Oh, this, this movie is older than I thought it was. Yeah. So are they supposed to take place, like, back-to-back, back? like, uh, chronologically? Sort of, yeah. There's there's a whole there's a whole thing with the Scooby-Doo timeline. So, essentially, Scooby-Doo exists in, like, there are two main timelines with the show. Okay. Usually you can tell by what color shirt Shaggy's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the green timeline shows are... A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, Mystery Incorporated, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, these movies, and then What's New Scooby-Doo, I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's the same timeline as these. Mm-hmm. And then all of the ones where, like, they meet Batman and the Globetrotters and, like, the 13 Ghosts, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ghoul School, those are all just a separate timeline. Uh, where Shaggy wears a red shirt. And it's fine. really weird. Huh. Yeah. Shaggy with a red shirt, just, I don't like it. It doesn't fit. Yeah, it also feels weird. Yeah, it seems the same to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Wow. Good. Great. You're not special, Brandon. I mean... I mean... I mean, <laughs> statistically speaking. <laughs> so, so, there's, like, basically a main timeline with almost everything, and then... A side timeline. Yeah, a side timeline. The special is a bunch of other random stuff. Which Mm. timeline is Scrappy-Doo in? Scrappy does exist in both, but uh, most of his screen time is in that red shirt timeline. Yeah. Darn. Because, let's see, the... I know he was in 13 Ghosts. Yeah, he was in 13 Ghosts. Um, I don't think he was in School School. But he was in, like, there's a couple specials where, like, Shaggy just has a girlfriend, like some random woman is with him. Yeah. And Scrappy's in those. There's a couple specials where it's just Shaggy and Daphne for some reason. It's a weird pairing. I mean, obviously Scooby's there, but uh, Scrappy's also in those. But he's he's in more of the red shirt timeline things. It is funny because they made a movie relatively recently to wrap up the 13 Ghosts because it never finished. Oh, yeah, that's right. Where they, it's, it's just called Scooby-Doo and the 13th Ghost. Like, it's the last one, because they only caught 12. So it's the last one. But Shaggy wears a green shirt, and there's a comment about it. Yeah. Like, another character's like, Shaggy, why are you in a green shirt? <laughs> it's really weird. And so no one knows. I guess that takes place in the red shirt timeline. He just wears a green shirt in that movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have... I think the more recent things... I say more recent, I'm about to reference the Cyber Chase movie, which is from 2001. <laughs> um, relative to the history of Scooby-Doo, the more recent things have lampshaded it a little bit. Like, in the Cyber Chase movie, when they meet the video game versions of themselves and they're all wearing, like, their classic costumes, because the movie takes place in, quote-unquote, the present, mm-hmm. 2001, they have their updated, like, what's new Scooby-Doo looks... Except Shaggy looks the same all of the time. Yeah. So his video game version does have a red shirt. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. The history of Scooby-Doo is 
very interesting and super weird. Yeah. Like, it, it's super deep. I was going to say, you guys are like talking about all of these things that I have no clue exist. So I feel like I'm missing a whole lot of Scooby-Doo lore. <laughs> There there's is so much. A lot. There, yeah, there's there's a decent amount. I don't even know a whole lot. It's just that I've seen a lot of Scooby-Doo stuff because my mom likes Scooby-Doo and I would just watch it with her when I was younger. My parents had access to the Boomerang channel. Ah, Boomerang. So, I remember Boomerang. Yeah. I, I remember if you stayed there. up late enough, they'd play the original Scooby-Doo and that's what I'd watch with my mom and then yeah. I'd have to go to bed because <laughs> it was like nine o'clock. I still think my favorite character in all of Scooby-Doo canon was a guy named Red Herring. <laughs> <laughs> he was from a pup named Scooby-Doo. Yep. And he existed solely as a Red Herring in every single episode. Yep. He would show up, they would think it's him, and he'd have nothing to do with whoever the mystery was. He was just there doing something. Yeah. He was just some rude redheaded kid. Yeah. Man, A Pup Named Scooby-Doo was a weird show. Because it's them as kids. Yeah. And it's canon, so we know that all of them know each other and have known each other since they were kids. And it's really funny, because later on, it's like, oh, they have secrets. Like, how the how the heck did you not know about this about each other if you grew up together? Like, Shaggy's from a rich family. And that was a surprise to people in the show. So wait, does Scoob follow like the proper uh, canon timeline or no, no? no? The movie Scoob is a new timeline. It is the third timeline. Okay. Because it does it does have similarities. Like they meet as children and start doing the whole Mystery Inc. thing. Yeah. But it is a separate timeline. It has a new origin for the characters. Anyway, <laughs> Scooby-Doo from the Zombie Island. Yeah. yeah. We just... So was this the first one where the the monsters were real? Uh, yes. In this, in the green shirt timeline, it is the first instance of real monsters that the gang runs into. Prior to this, it is always just a guy in a suit. Yep. Hmm. And that's, I think it's a really cool thing that that's a part, that's sort of the end of that classic era of traditional animation is also the end of, hey, it's always a guy in a suit. I think What's New Scooby-Doo went back to It's Always a Guy in a Suit for most of it. Yes. I don't remember if they had any real monsters for those, but... I don't think so. I think it was all... Yeah. It was, it was all a guy in a suit. Or I'm a sure, person in a suit. I'm sure some people were mad about them switching to that, though. You know? Because, like, it's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, it's always just going to be, like, some person doing bad shit. You just need to investigate further. Well, that's the the whole thing about Scooby-Doo is that it's just a mystery show. The whole point of the episode is to figure out who among the introduced cast is pretending to be this monster. Yeah. It's not like, oh, is it actually a monster this time? It's it's No, it's who is it? That's the point of the show is to figure out who it is, not if it's real or not yeah mm -hmm. like the movies stand out because they're real monsters but it's also these are like these are movies they're special so it, it's yeah. fine here plus they're really good yeah they're really good i i do want to point out that there is another instance of the 
the mystery gang figuring out that you know the supernatural is real no <laughs> in the crossover mm. supernatural episode where all of them have <laughs> existential crises 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 about the fact that the supernatural exists <laughs> and it's really funny <laughs> like in here they're just like oh my gosh it's real okay there it's just like oh my gosh what's the point of living is there an afterlife are we going to hell <laughs> i mean i guess they do go to hell in scoob so i mean <laughs> they go to hades it's not exactly it's the a different same. thing it's close it, yeah it's close it's I mean, not the same thing part of it is hell sort of <laughs> yeah we're like Alright, cool Greek mythology tangent. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Tartarus. All, All of the dead people go to Hades, and there's just like a good area, and a medium area, and a bad area. Yep. Anyway, Stra Shaggy Strip lies about Scooby being good with cats, so... Yeah. Absolutely just straight up lie. Yeah. Just, oh, he's good with cats immediately throughout the rest of the movie. Scooby's terrible around cats. Terrible around cats. I I don't know whether or not it's Shaggy was lying or Shaggy just didn't realize Scooby had never been around cats before. So it is funny because when Shaggy says Scoob's great around cats, Scooby goes, what? Oh, cats? Yeah. And then he sees them and goes, rats. So he clearly thought they were a different thing. I mean, that's just Scooby's dog speech impediment. No, no, no. As in, he said cats. He did not say rats. Did he say cat? Did, I'm did pretty he pronounce sure the C? I'm pretty sure he says something different. I don't, I don't think he did. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure he said something different. It's well after that. That's for that. Right yeah, it's, it's like when right she there. sees the dog. We're investigating this oh, mystery. We are. Oh, he doesn't even say it at all. He doesn't say it at all. Dang. Yeah. And then the rest of the film, he just calls them rats. Yeah, so, but he's definitely saying he's cats saying just cats. with his yeah. dog speech impediment. Uh, he's definitely saying cats. It's just, I get the feeling that Scooby didn't really understand what was being asked of him. Yeah, that's probably it. Like, it's it's right along the lines of every time someone says dog, and he's like, D dog, where? Yeah. He's just animal blind. Yeah. He's like, everything is a people of some kind. Shaggy's a person. I'm a person who walks on four legs. Same thing. Yep. <laughs> so, speaking of the beginning of the movie, I really like that we have we have two whole montages at the start where they're just chasing fake monsters there's the opening montage which is uh, Daphne describing one of their mysteries to like a talk show host mm -hmm. and then there's the other montage of them in Louisiana finding just an, an, a crazy amount of like fake haunts there are so many fake haunts in Louisiana that they just bust I mean it makes sense because Louisiana is known for like old abandoned buildings and like stuff like that. So it makes sense that there would be like fake haunts because like p 
people would just capitalize on that for like tourism because that's like a really big thing yeah it's like oh it's haunted pay money to come see it and then it's not haunted it's just fake yeah so like it makes sense especially because it's a place like uh new orleans where it's it's famous for ghosts yeah where it's famous for being haunted it just i thought it was really funny but also the next place to go to is a plantation and they're like now that's a place that's haunted and i'm like yeah it's a plantation yeah (laughs) of all the places to be haunted probably the most yep good things did not happen there i want to talk about the something other than that i want to talk about (laughs) and now for something completely different i want to talk about the ferryman's accent okay (laughs) that was that was offensive yeah, it's... It was not good. J- Jim Cummings in 1998 was just... He was doing a job. Yeah. They're like, hey, we need you to do like a Creole accent. And he's like, yeah, I can, I can do something like that. I just... I don't know. Also, I really... I really like that he started talking... And you guys immediately recognized him as Hondo Onaka? <laughs> yeah. Immediately. I mean, it, it's one almost, sentence. It's, it's the same voice, but with a weird accent applied. Yeah. See, I only know Hondo from the ride, because I never <laughs> saw those episodes of Clone Wars. So when you said Hondo from Clone Wars, I'm like, who? <laughs> and it took me a while to be like, oh, right, Hondo Onaka. <laughs> From the Millennium Falcon ride. Oh, good. Yeah, he, he is also from that. Which makes him really old. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't know how old his species get to live to, but, like... He was already, like, not, like, old in the Clone Wars, but he was not... Not He's a not spring young. space chicken. Just wait till we see him in Mandalorian. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> nah, let him rest. He has outlived the age of piracy. I, I do want to say that the... Some, what is it? Simone? Simone? Yeah. Just absurd number of cats. Just so many cats. Yeah, no, those are definitely like... Those cats have wiped out all of the other wildlife on this island. Yeah, it, there's just cats and that one hog. Yeah, well, the hog, doesn't yeah. Live there. <laughs> the hog doesn't live there. The hog lives on the boat with Mark Hamill's character that I don't remember oh my the name of. What's his name? Um, Scrag- his last name was Scruggs. 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 He was Stink Eye Scruggs, right? It wasn't Stink Eye. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what was it? I cannot think of it for the life of me. Are you sure it wasn't Stink Eye Scruggs? Are you sure it wasn't? I feel like I would have remembered that. Snake bite. Snake scrub. bite scrugs. Snake bite scrugs. Uh, I was close. Yeah, you had the right first letter. First two. <laughs> no, just the first one actually. You had the first letter and the correct number of syllables. <laughs> it's good enough. Yeah, it's good enough for government work. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So, moving on from characters, I really like a lot of the writing in this movie. It's, I mean, Scooby-Doo is always been pretty good at mystery writing, but this one has a lot of foreshadowing. 
that is played off very well. Like, there's one point where they start getting warnings from Moonscar's ghost, and Simone's like, you're not gonna heed Moonscar's threat? And Daphne's like, no, nah, we're not afraid. And she does, and Simone doesn't, like, say anything, but you can tell she's like, ah, yes, good. Yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple other things, like, uh, Bo the gardener is really well set up as the red herring for the movie. He's always skulking around and creepy and, like, digging in the woods, and you don't know what he's doing until the end of the movie where it's revealed that he is, like, a detective, and he's actively trying to solve this case, although he does not know their ghosts and zombies and cat people. Yeah. You know what's probably the most unrealistic thing relating to Bo as part of this movie? There's no X in his name. Is that there's no X at the end of his name, <laughs> and that didn't immediately give it away as a fake name to people well, who live in New Orleans. Well, to be fair, you can spell it that way. Yeah, I'd say it's a good. It's another bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> also, we only knew that because it was in the subtitles. If you watch this movie without subtitles. You have no way of knowing this information. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but um, another thing that they did to like foreshadow the ultimate twist was that Velma lost her um, glasses cloth. Yeah. Which, I mean, that one is a bit more obvious because why on earth would they ever mention this otherwise? She's never had one before, except for this one scene where she suddenly needs it. But still, it's a good, it is good foreshadowing to hey something's wrong i do kind of wish they had at any other point made notice of like taking a bit of like fred's ascot or the, the other voodoo doll had daphne's hair on it which i guess they got from her comb i mean the only time we see fred's ascot outside of the the doll is when they're getting ready to go to dinner and he puts it on and goes no and then takes it off yeah so it's like it was there but there's no reason to like be like oh why do they have this yeah that's the thing if he had taken it if he had worn it to dinner and like lost it or like if there was something else with it besides just the it, just the solid gag about like ah look the ascot he's not wearing it but still I thought it was overall very well written it's very clear, watching the zombies, that they never actually mean anyone harm. They are just trying to warn everyone to get off the island. Yeah. I do like the two pairs of zombies that are just dancing for no reason. Yeah. Like, we don't see them. It's just Shaggy and Scooby getting chased by zombies. They get, like, cornered by these two, like, zombie women in evening wear. And then someone, like, taps them on the back, and it's two zombie gentlemen in evening wear. And it's like, okay, that was just a funny scooby-doo gag of oh the zombies are gonna politely tap them on the back before scaring them but then after they run away the four zombies just like come together in two pairs and it cuts away but like what were they doing they're just vibing <laughs> just having fun all of the other zombies like hey we need to get them off the island these four guys were like you guys want to dance the moon's really nice tonight let's just let's just dance let's just enjoy our time yeah we're undead, tortured souls. But, like, how are you ladies doing? <laughs> they even have game in the afterlife. <laughs> uh, another fun bit of foreshadowing is how Simone just hates dogs. 
You think yeah. it's because she has a lot of cats, but it's really because she is a cat. It is also shown like when, oh, what's her name? Lena? Yeah. When Lena sees Scooby, she's like, oh, you have a dog. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I'm looking over my notes and I wrote down, because this is after the scene where like Scooby freaks out at dinner and she's like, that dog will have to eat outside. And my nose is just, why does someone say dog with a hard G? <laughs> <laughs> dog. She's like, that dog. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, Simone, like, I know okay. you don't like dogs, but you, why'd you say it like that? That made me uncomfortable. I think in that moment, doesn't Scooby, like, acknowledge that he's the one she's referring to, though? No, he's still confused. Well, because he's still... Because he says, like, outside after she says that. Yeah, well, he's the one outside, but he still doesn't know who the dog is. <laughs> he's just like, I don't know why you called me a dog, but outside... I don't mean outside. Like, he gets the implied, like, oh, you have to eat outside. Yeah. He gets that part and so he's like oh no does scooby know what a dog is well see that's the thing <laughs> he does he recognize wanna... other dogs yeah i don't want to spoil the other movies for you because you haven't seen them yet he does he does recognize other dogs and clearly like understands in some way that he is one or that they are the same or similar things i say similar because there's, there's a lot of weird Scooby-Doo lore about that, too, but we're not going to get into that. But, like, yeah, he does recognize that he is, at least in some part, dog. But at the same time, he's like, what do you mean, dog? I'm just Scooby. I don't know what you mean. Hmm. It's a weird gray area played up for comedic effect. Is there an in-canon explanation for why Scooby can talk? Technically, yes. <laughs> But it's, it's absolutely wild, and I don't remember enough of the end of Mystery Inc. to tell you the, like, 100% correct thing. But Damn. he is sort of like an interdimensional being of some sort. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Well, see, here's... Scooby is the watcher, I guess. Well, see, here's the thing. He's like... Because there's, like, a whole big, like, mystical destiny thing involved in Scooby. But also... He is just like a dog with a lineage. Like, he has ancestors. One of his ancestors was a Confederate soldier dog. It's wild. It's really weird. Yeah. Why Why did they have to make it a Confederate soldier dog? I don't know. It's See, that's the thing. At one point, like, they also mentioned, like, Shaggy's relatives, and he has also a, confed a Confederate, like, ancestor. And it's like, that's such a weird, specific thing for you to do, especially since... As far as I can tell, Coolsville is in, like, California. Why are their ancestors <laughs> Confederates? Oh, that's... It's really weird. Odd choice there, Hanna-Barbera. It was the 90s. It was a weird time. Well, the... the yeah. You cannot tell me the 90s were not a weird time. Nope, that is not what I was arguing. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to point out, Josh, you have not said a single thing for the past, like, 20 minutes. He tired. 
He tired. Yeah. And? Yeah, but this is a podcast. This is a four-person podcast. They can't see you not seeing things. Okay, yeah, no. See, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Uh, season one aired in 1969. Nice. So when you wow. say it's a 90s thing? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. well that. Okay, so it's the 60s. Well, well 70s. 70s. Mostly. Space race. Yeah. Listen. End of space sh- race. Shaggy was not a dated reference when he first premiered. That was just how some of the people talked. It's how the youth was. Yeah. The fact that Shaggy is the only one who still talks like that, that's the weird thing. Yeah. I think it just became so iconic for his character, though. Yeah, he was the most uh, exaggerated with, like, the weird 70s beatnik dialogue. And also the most consistent throughout all this, like, Scooby-Doo series. Yeah. Well, even the live action. Even Yeah, especially the live action. But, like, yeah, his character was the most tied to these traits, whereas everyone else was ca- was tied to, like, interests or abilities. Shaggy was tied to the specific traits of is a 70s beatnik, eats a lot, and is scared. And, and has a bean face. Yeah, and, yes. and also the bean face. Because that's the other thing. He, he, is, he is a cartoon character. He is the most cartoon character of the group besides Scooby-Doo himself. So, like, y- you don't have to update that to match whatever the current cartoon style is, like with everyone else. Because he is specifically just Cartoon Man. Yeah, versus Fred looks dramatically different every single series. Yeah. Yeah. Because Fred has to be updated. Fred in this movie? Terrifying. <laughs> He's not terrifying. That exaggerate. That's a hyperbole, sir. He's not... It might be hyperbolic, but it is still true. His face is the stuff of nightmares in no, some frames. Yeah, they do give him they do give him a couple wild expressions in this. Yeah. Like, his face was never great. No, I mean, I feel like it's, yeah, I guess, I don't, I guess not great, but it is not neutral, but, like, better than neutral. Like, there was a lot of, like, just regular Freddy faces in this. Or just Fred faces. I gotta be specific. I should explain that joke. It doesn't make sense otherwise. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the joke was a reference to a line from Scooby-Doo, some Mystery Incorporated. Where Fred introduces himself, he's like, it's Fred, or Freddy if we're dating. And then everyone always cuts to different shots of everyone in Mr. Inc. calling him Freddy. (laughs) I saw that today. (laughs) I saw that meme today. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's wild. There is actually quite a lot of evidence that suggests that either A... Velma and Daphne are dating and Fred and Shaggy are dating or that all of them are dating each yeah, other. It's There's a lot of like canon evidence that they're just like a big polycule and their dog. <laughs> Which is like, hey, good for them. Yeah. Does Scooby think he's like part of that? Probably not. That's I don't debatable. Think <laughs> Scooby probably doesn't really understand. Yeah, I don't think Scooby thinks he's part of it. But also... In, in the Mystery Incorporated show, like, Shaggy and Velma start dating, and then, like, 
there's clear jealousy between like Velma and Scooby for like Shaggy's time. It's it's weird. It's a good show though. It is a really I, good show. I feel like Scooby does think he's part of that because Scooby's conception of love is just going to be the way that he loves Shaggy. Yeah. Scooby <laughs> is just like, yeah, we're one like family unit friend group thing. Like, it's not romantic for him in any way. But he is definitely like, yeah, we're all on equal footing about what this is, right? Yeah. I I do want to say, it took me way too long to realize that the What's New Scooby-Doo theme song was by Simple Plan. I did not know that until TikTok told me. Yeah. They played it at a concert once. They did. That's amazing. It's great. No, like everyone, because there's video of it, and like yeah. they start playing it, and everyone just goes wild. It's it's an amazing theme song. It's a really good song. It is. It's so good. I wonder if this is actually uh, the song for this movie. It's Terror Time again. There are a couple songs for this movie, but that's the main chase song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Terror Time again is also a good song. Like. I think all of the movies, I don't actually remember the Cyber Chase song, but like all, the other movies at least have really good like chase songs in them. So other than this movie, the only ones that I've seen are Cyber Chase and uh, Alien Invaders. You haven't seen The Witch's Ghost? I have not seen The Witch's Ghost. That's the best one. Ah, uh, we'll have to add it to the list then. I mean, I think this was I think this was added as a series, wasn't it? I think so. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's going back to the main list after this. Ah. Um, but I do not remember the chase music from Cyber Chase. I vaguely remember the Alien Invaders one. Yeah. yeah. All good songs, but it's Terror Time again. is also just really good. Yeah, I, I really I really liked it. And the, it, it pairs very well with the other song, which was the song from the montage of them finding all the fake crimes. Wait, it's and, just a really jaded, yeah, like... It's just really down, like, all the monsters are fake, everything's a ghost, nothing's real. Like, I, I cannot tell you the name of this song off the top of my head. But it's, it's just great that they had a band record this really downer Scooby-Doo song about how nothing's real and everything's just people with plans to like get rich quick or like steal something yep i mean that fits scooby-doo though it fits perfectly but the vibe is just so weird one thing that i do like about this movie is that they they have the vibe of like this is their first time encountering real supernatural things like this was the movie where it's like, oh, these zombies are real. This magic is real. These ghosts are real. Yeah. So the whole time leading up to this, they do not believe that anything that, they, that they're seeing is real. And they are convinced that it's like, oh, there's a treasure on the island. It makes sense that someone's trying to scare everyone off the island so that they can find the treasure. And yeah. like, if you didn't know like the end of the movie that would make perfect sense to you as yeah 
Like, Brandon, I think at one point you mentioned thinking that the gardener was behind it. Because up until the reveal that it's real, it is very much set up as a traditional Scooby-Doo story. So I thought, um, I thought that the fisherman was behind it and he was scaring people away so that he could catch that one big-ass catfish. Oh, right. yeah. Big Mona. Big Mona. It's not even a big catfish. It's, it's not. It's, it's, not it's a like a medium-sized catfish at best. Yeah. That guy really was just inconsequential to the plot besides showing up at the beginning to save Shaggy and Scooby from being eaten. Yeah, and it's he, just voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Well, no, no, he also had the, the big chase them into the pit. Oh, yeah. He... He's there he incidental. to kind of incidentally move the plot along. That man was a plot device. Basically. It's just, it's wild that they had this other character. Like, he wasn't ever, I mean, I guess he was sort of a suspect. But his mo only motivation was catching this one catfish. That's it. That's all he cared about. In fact, I don't think he even, he shows up during the zombie chase and does not see the zombie. He's just fishing on the island. Yeah. He interferes with Shaggy and Scooby accidentally by, like, catching them with his fishing line. And then he just disappears from the rest of the movie. Until the end, where he finally catches Big Mona and then immediately loses it. Yeah. It's great. It's... I don't want to say a complete waste of a character. Because it's not waste. It's like... Like, when you do something you love, you're not wasting your time. It's like that. Yeah. It's a nothing character. It's great. And he just has a he just has a pig. He just has a pig. Smarter than a dog, with better senses or whatever. He can smell a fish a mile away, or ten feet underwater. Oh, this movie also. I don't know if this is where the meme came from, specifically, but this movie really highlights the weird way that Fred says treasure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not treasure. just in this. He's like, the treasure. treasure. And it's not just in this. There's like clips of the original Scooby-Doo Where Are You where Fred says treasure. And it's so weird. Why does he say it like that? <laughs> it's not the same voice actor, is it? I think at, I think at this point it is still the same voice actor for Fred Jones. Okay. But like, <laughs> why? Treasure. This one word. He's like, the treasure. Treasure. Like you can't. He's saying it like Fraser. Yeah. yeah. Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is the thing, but yeah, it's consistent at least. Who's ready for everyone's favorite game show? Scooby-Doo, guess who use review? Mm, Honestly, themed not the worst. to every episode now. Oh. You know what? No, I can get behind this. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna come at you with four user reviews. You gotta guess the rating out of ten, and I'm only gonna read off the title. You guys know how this works. Yeah. Josh, I believe you won last time, right? No, nope. I did. Did didn't did, did he not? Or no, it was a three-way tie. No, I won. That's right. You won the tie. I won. Oh, I won the time before that. Josh won the time before that. Right, they all right. bleed okay. together, really. Honestly. Anyway, we'll get this started. Our first user review title is Top 5 Scooby-Doo Episode. F 
episode? All episode. Right. I have some questions. Like, if this was like, oh yeah, they took five Scooby-Doo episodes and sewed them together into one movie, I'd be like, yeah, sure, that maybe is a clever title, but that's not, that's not anything about what this is. Nope. They just said top five Scooby-Doo episodes. <laughs> no, well, clearly they think highly of it. I'm going to say eight. I'm also going to say eight. My D10 tells me four. <laughs> Points to Jack and Josh. This is a 10 out of 10. All right. Nice. Uh, they thought it was... They keep calling it an episode throughout the review, so I think I they think just they think just this is a, a long episode. They probably thought it was a special. It was a direct-to-video movie, so like, they probably saw it on TV. Yeah. Um, but they thought it was great. Uh, it's obviously in memory of the original voice actor for Scooby-Doo, Don Messick, yeah. who passed away uh, two years, a year before this, Ugh. just before this came out. Uh, and they thought it was really cool to have the zombies being like the victims and kind of like the red herring monster almost. Yeah, no, that was a great twist. But yeah, they had good thoughts about this movie. I just remembered... In this movie, when they're like, they're facing off against the uh, cat people, and Shaggy and Scooby are the ones who weren't captured, and Fred goes, no, guys, the zombies are the good guy, and they immediately run into a confederate zombie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is, Ooh. maybe not that guy. Yeah. Okay, so one point Jack, one point Josh, no points Heather. Woo. Our second no points use. Google. No points, Google. <laughs> Our second user review. I remembered how F star 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 scary it was as a child. Um, okay. Huh. Six stars. I don't know if I said six or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, all right. That covers all the letters. Uh, Google seems to think this is a 10 out of 10. I mean, honestly, the, the, once again, sounds like this person really enjoyed it. Sounds like you told me the answer that it was six stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Josh, are you going with six? Yeah, I'm going with six. On, that would be such a galaxy brain move <laughs> 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 to put it in the title like that. Uh, I'm going to say eight again. <laughs> Split the difference, I guess. Jackets, it's an 8 out of 10. Hey. <laughs> uh, they had completely forgotten about the movie until they saw something on Facebook about it, and they oh. rewatched it and kind of relived their childhood trauma oh. <laughs> of okay. seeing this movie the first time. No, that's fair. Yeah, it's like if you're a little kid and you grew up watching Scooby-Doo, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's fake, and then it's real, and probably freaked you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I remember as a kid the the wax figures like melting causing their face to melt really uh yeah that's a that's a visual really really was uh, a lot for younger me and it's that was the only thing that i vividly remember from this movie as a child all right so two points jack one point josh no points google woo woo. <laughs> our third user review Violates foundational premise of Scooby-Doo. Ah, one of these. I can already tell this is a one. I was gonna say four, but Google says six. Google is very optimistic about this one. <laughs> I'm gonna say four, but I would not be surprised if it was a one. 
Yeah, Josh got it. This is a one. Yeah. They uh thought that it was a horror movie and not a mystery. It can it can be both. <laughs> Which like I I don't even think it was really a horror movie, but okay. Yeah, I mean those terms are not mutually exclusive, but also it's it's definitely not a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, they were very mad that the monster was real, and not just like a person behind a mask. This time. Hmm. Okay. They they feel like there wasn't a mystery to solve. No hmm. mystery. I feel like this person gave up on this movie after they they probably read a summary or they saw like that one commercial that was like, but this time. The monsters are real. And they're like, oh, I hate this. I'm going to give it zero brain thought. <laughs> yep. Uh, they also said it's way too scary for the age range of kids that watch Scooby-Doo. See, I also disagree with that. Because, like, the things that kids find scary and the things that adults think kids find scary are not always the same things. Yeah, like... Adults don't think the Dark Crystal is scary for kids, and yet that movie traumatized me. What adult doesn't think that <laughs> yeah, Dark no, Crystal? Actually, is adults scary that didn't for kids. grow up watching that movie. Yeah, adults who didn't see the Dark Crystal don't think it's scary. Adults that is who just go, oh, scary. it's puppets. It can't be scary. Yeah, those are the same adults who think that animation is bad because it's animated. They don't count. <laughs> Their votes don't matter. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> New deal for animation. Anyway, but yeah, no, I like. I want to call back to that famous story of like the adults who screened the Coraline movie were like, "Oh, this is way too scary for kids." But then like kids watched it and thought it was just like a fun adventure because they didn't realize how how much this little girl could have definitely really died. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, it's a fun adventure." That's the thing is like little kids do not put thought behind what does this mean it's just oh fun action yeah it's why they do so many dangerous things they don't think about hey I could like trip and fall wrong and hit my head and die immediately because humans can do that yep if you're a kid and you're listening to this podcast I'm sorry to break it to you <laughs> I don't think any children should be listening to our podcast. No. I mean, if we look at the numbers, there's no one listening to our podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh dang. Ah, uh, self-burn. Moving on. Uh, two points, Jack. Two points, Josh. Yep. How do we keep ending no. up like this? Zero points, Google. Zero points, Google. Our final user review. Scobby in the 90s. Scobby? Scobby <laughs> in the 90s. Did they hit A instead of O? No. For, it's OBB. Just OBB. <laughs> oh, Scobby. Just one O. Scobby in the 90s. One O, two Bs. Okay. Well, Google. I've, I've, I've done this before. When I type something, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need two of this letter and one of this letter, and I doubled the wrong one. I've done that. Uh, Google says nine. Okay. This title is giving me nothing, <laughs> except that this person makes spelling mistakes <laughs> and might have like a mild dyslexia. Um, I'm gonna go with seven. 
Jack, you are tied with Josh right now. Yeah, I know, but if I just pick seven, that's <laughs> lame. <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't know what this person thought. <laughs> there's no way to get it. There's, it. there's not enough information. They thought it was Scobby in the 90s. Scobby in the 90s. <laughs> Uh, all I can think of is running in the 90s. See, that's all I could think of. And I like, could not make the connective tissue to make a coherent joke for that. Except it's Scooby just sprinting. He does but run very... He, but he's drifting. Uh, initial Scoob. Anyway. <laughs> can I say eight? Josh wins today's game. It was a 7 out of 10. Wow. I got it exactly. Exactly right. Uh, this person said this is the second Scooby film of the 90s. Well, that's chronologically incorrect, but okay. <laughs> and then they say, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, and it's a little better than the previous films, mostly because there is no Scrappy-Doo. Oh, you know that what? Yeah, I guess they're, if they're thinking of one of the other like TV movies, then... Probably still no, because this was 98, but whatever. Uh, the formula is very different from the other Scobby formula. They, oh, they he did, did it again. again. <laughs> did it again. Because it has real ghosts and zombies. The other different thing is the voices, because only Frank Welker returns to reprise his role. The others aren't there, and Don Messick died in 1997. Oof. Nevertheless, it's a good movie. Hmm. All right. Give it a 7 out of 10. So Josh wins. Curses. Yay. As always, we play the tiebreaker regardless. We should really just rename to this. Like, it's the bonus round or something. Yeah, bonus round works. Because, I mean, sometimes you use it to break ties. But more often than not... It's just for fun. It's just another thing we do. Okay, but now I need to come up with a Scooby-Doo-related name for the bonus round. Whoever gets this gets a Scooby snack. I don't eat dog treats, Brandon. Mm. Do you guys not remember when they, like, actually made Scooby Snacks? I remember. <laughs> but I also know that in canon, those are dog treats that Shaggy just also eats. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> also, you don't make up a new name for it when it's the tiebreaker round. Why would changing the name now make it included in the title theming? Can we just... <laughs> yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> Get this over with. And we'll figure it out next time. I'm gonna go Let with... me explain first. Yeah, there are some people for whom this may be the first episode they're listening to. You have to guess the overall IMDb rating out of 10 to the first decimal point. Well, okay then. Now you can guess. Now that I have a full and complete understanding of my task, I'm going to go with 7.8. I'm going with 8.7. Google says 6.9. Nice. <laughs> Good. Josh, you're just killing it today. Really? This is a 7.7. Wow. You were a tenth off. I do want to say I did see the IMDb score before we started watching the movie. <laughs> So I was like, oh, guess I'm doing Google. And I did actually roll a six, a six and a nine. Nice. So. Yeah. Nice. 
Well, we said nice three times, so that's that's rule of three right there. Yeah. Can't and, say it again. We're done. Josh, if it were only out of US users, you would have been exactly correct. Wow. Josh, in tune with United States users. <laughs> All right, now that that's done. Also in tune with uh, males 18 to 29. Hey, you're a male 18 to 29. For now. <laughs> Your days are numbered. Wow. Listen, bud, you're in like the dem. You're in all of the demographics that TV cares about. You can take a joke. Yeah. Josh, there's one more group you're perfectly in tune with, and you're not gonna like it. Is it teen girls, like 12 to 14? It's females under 18. Oh, good. Good. Have fun with that. Hmm. Actually, don't. <laughs> don't. No, absolutely not. <laughs> don't do that. Congratulations. FBI open up. Josh, you won. Yay, game show. I win. You get nothing. Yay. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> Good day, <laughs> sir. <laughs> ah. So, I want to bring up real quick that in the movie, when they are when they have cornered one of the zombies and they're trying to take its face off because they think it's a mask, they all think this is a person in a suit. Yes. They think this is fake. Brandon suggests beheading <laughs> the zombie. Yeah, then we'll know if they're a zombie or not. If not, we'll be convicted of murder. Brandon coming in straight with the Salem witch trials of like, well... If she's a witch, she'll live. If she's human, she'll die. Like, I guess, but what if there's the great chance that you're wrong and you've just killed a person? I guess they weren't a witch, at least. Now you know. What I should have said was try and cut the mask off. But you didn't. <laughs> you did not say off. that. You did also preface it with "it's a zombie." Yeah. So you said it's a zombie. Just cut his head off. <laughs> so Brandon, going for the lethal option. You, they would have definitely known. But at what cost? Also. I mean, it would have been fine. Yeah, but they too. didn't know that. Yeah, Fred does pull his head off, and he just puts it back on. So these are these are magic zombies, not like virus zombies. But they didn't know that. Note to self: never super glue a mask on around Brandon. I mean, <laughs> never, super never glue do a mask that. on in general. Yeah, why would you ever do that? There's, I don't, I don't see any good sides to this action. Well, if they didn't want to, like, just be an easy reveal, you're like, ah, you can't take the mask off easily. Yeah, it's going to suck in eight hours when I have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> you show up in the office like, hey, what's what's on your face? It's like, oh, I, uh, I didn't want my mask to be taken off so easily. <laughs> so I super glued I it to glued my it face. I glued it to my face. So now I am the Shrek forever. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a Halloween party. Uh, I'm sorry. There's, 
<laughs> There's just several things about one. The story has just pre- prepossessed that you that this person was going a Shrek. <laughs> they wanted to be Shrek without being able to have the mask taken off by someone else. And they said the Shrek. <laughs> I know this is a character I invented in the moment, but like what? <laughs> Wow. Oh, good. Good, good. So, a few final notes. Uh, one, we have, what at first, a weird instance of, like, monster dimorphism, where, like, the two women cat people just kind of get vaguely cat-like features, and the one male cat person is, like, a full thundercat. Yeah. <laughs> But then the other two change later, so it's kind of implied that they could just partially transform and then go full cat whenever they wanted to. Well, they are the ones that are, like, directly connected to their cat god. Yeah. And yeah. the ferryman is just someone that they turned into a cat. Which, like, how did they do that? Who knows? I yeah, mean... I thought it was hilarious when they're going through the explanation. They're like, yeah, we two are the only ones left, and yeah. we became cursed. And the whole time they keep cutting back and forth to the ferryman, who's also clearly a cat person. And it's like, well, what's the story behind this guy? And then they just kind of go on for another few minutes. Like, uh, he uh, he wanted immortality, and we needed a ferry. We needed somebody to drive the ferry. See, he we needed a furry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, they did get a furry. <laughs> See, I was gonna say they just had to kill him and then lick him a bunch. And then he I'm became sorry? a cat person. Josh has not seen the Hollyberry Catwoman movie. This joke doesn't make sense to him. I forgot that's what her what origin was. In the Hollyberry Catwoman movie, she dies, and a bunch of cats come and lick her back to life and give her cat powers. It's not a good movie. It's not. What in the ever-loving fuck? <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's See, not a good movie. This is what happens when you try to make movies about the villains. In a universe where the hero doesn't exist, Sony. <laughs> okay. Is that what happened with Morbius? I mean, yeah, Morbius was also bad for several reasons, but the, like, I like the Venom movies, but stop it! You have other Spider People, use them. You just like Spider Man. I I do like Spider Man, but I would, I would take any Spider Person in that role if it made this universe make sense. Why do all of these villains keep popping up and being anti-heroes? You can't make a Sinister Six movie if they're not fighting anyone. Stop trying to do this. There are so many options. There's so many. They just, like, it's not even like, oh, you can't use Spider-Man. They just can't use Peter Parker. They just can't use him specifically. Yeah, they are, they have Miles Morales. They have Miles Morales. They have Cindy Moon. They have Peter B. Parker. That's debatable. I'm actually not sure they could use him because he is a Peter Parker. But, like, there, there are so many options. They could make another Gwen. They could make Gwen Stacy. They're Miguel O'Hara. Make a Spider-Man 2099. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. They just they have so many Spider-People and they're not using any of them. They're just going to keep making movies about villains that don't have a hero associated with them. I don't know why Morbius is bad. I didn't actually see it myself yet. But case in point. 
So Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Doo. It's weird that um, this is my last note by the way. It's just, it's really wild that these cat people have been existing for hundreds of years, and they have a ten-minute feeding window every month. Mm. Is it every month? No, well, I think it's every year. Is it? I thought it was the. Is it the full moon or the harvest moon? It's the harvest, harvest, harvest moon. moon. Okay. Which is, so it's I the, think the first right, so full moon of something. I don't know. Okay, so it's once a year, which isn't, which is much less egregious. It's still such but a still, short window. They have ten minutes. The moon dial like touches the cat person thing. And it's like, all right, you guys have powers. You need to feed right now. If you have not gotten the people back to the dais or whatever, and you haven't sucked out their souls, you're going to turn to dust immediately. Like this curse was so easy to mess up. It yeah. is amazing that they got away with this for like 300 years or whatever. I mean, during the time where it was like the the plantation was active, I imagine they only had to take like three, two to three people every year. Uh, yeah, probably. Until it was completely abandoned. So, like, I that probably got them a decent amount of time right there because I mean they just have to go kidnap some people who are off by themselves in the fields doing whatever and think, okay. yeah but still it's my main hang up is just there's a 10 minute window and if you do not finish you do not have this secured and finished in that very small amount of time you die instantly it's crazy yeah. What's that board game we played? The Betrayal haunt? at the House on the Hill? Yeah. That's like if you were the hunt. Like, you were the hunter? Haunter? Haunter. Haunter. Haunter, yeah. Like the Pokemon. Yeah. If you were the haunter, you were on hard mode. You had to, you had to like, completely eliminate everyone else in, like, three turns. So, basically, like, every time I get, I'm chosen as the haunter... Yes. At least you've been chosen as the haunter. I haven't. Yeah, but I always lose because you guys are just like the most lucky people. <laughs> Do you remember the time I lost literally in two turns? Yes. I don't even remember mm. like what it was that we had done. I think. Uh, oh, it was because we were all in the room. Yeah. Like at the start of at the, the haunt. The haunt started. I had one person near me. And there was a slide that led directly to the room you need to go to to kill me. So that person picked up like a totem or whatever went down the slide handed it to someone else and i died <laughs> i got to do nothing in that game and then there was the time that you were like dracula or something like you were a vampire yeah i was a vampire and we triggered the sun coming up way earlier than we were supposed to yeah i was a vampire and you started the sun coming up on like the second turn and I was like, all right, cool. Well, now I have a ticking clock and I can't catch you all because one of you is wicked fast and can teleport. Oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, and I got turned. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me uh, let me try to kill. Oh, you're gone. Okay, let me try to. And you're gone. At one point, I trapped myself and I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, but you're still a million rooms away. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's like that. But with a dog. But with a dog. Oh, wait. Where? <laughs> Good. 
good. Sorry, I know we were we were starting to segue to the end, mm -hmm. but I did actually have one other thing I wanted to mention, and this does not fit anywhere else. But like, the design for Scooby Doo is this is just a random fact that I knew mm -hmm. is that Scooby Doo's design was basically they'd like they looked at a Great Dane like all right, these are all of the things they look for in like judging a purebred Great Dane in like a dog show, and like all right, cool. Let's do the opposite of all of these things. So, like, he has, like, a really big chin, and his back legs are bowed, and he has all of these features that are, like, literally what is competitively the ugliest version of this dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. But it makes for a good cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> good. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway. All right. Well, this has been. Uh, well, hang on. How do we do this? <laughs> Josh. This is, this is, well, this anyway. is why we record regularly so you don't forget the outro. This has been HQ Movie Review. I'm Josh. No! <laughs> Josh! You, you need to tell them. Plug! Plug, Josh! Plug then name. This has been HQ Movie Review. You can find us. Anywhere you find your podcasts and on YouTube, we have a Facebook page as well. We could just use that, except you're so aggressive. <laughs> I'm Jack. I'm Brandon. And I'm Heather. Good night, everybody. you guys remember that Shaggy's real first name is Norville? Constantly. Always.